I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Well, they are who we thought they were. The Orange spanked Wagner in their lowest attended home opener in 35 years, but the attendance did not affect Syracuse's play as they scored the most points in the Babers era, dismantling the Seahawks 62-10. to We'll go over the game this week's poll, your fan feedback, and of course we look ahead to Saturday, September 15th at noon, FSU comes to the Dome. I'm Sean. This is the Q's Militia Podcast. Is that an orange in your pants, or are you just happy Q's won? Make some noise, orange fans. It's time for the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at Q's Militia Podcast and follow on Twitter at Q's Militia. The right of the people to keep and wear orange shall not be infringed. All right, what's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. What's going on, dude? What's up, bud? What's up? Uh, not a whole lot. All right, so we've got we got a couple polls to go over. Obviously, the game. We're gonna do that. We got fan feedback, uh, and we have the FSU uh, pregame to do. But first, it is betting season. The NFL is now in full effect. The NCAA has been in full swing for a couple weeks. And you know what that means. It's time to put your money where your mouth is. And when I try to put my money where my mouth is, I use my bookie. Uh, remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, they are the best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win. They pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there like Joe, who's in 20 fantasy uh, leagues, oh, uh, you, can even, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So join my bookie in today, and they'll match your deposit dollar for dollar if you use the promo code QS to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code QS when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. My bookie. All right. So, um, let's... Uh, Let's do these polls real quick. So uh, we had one. We had like a pregame poll that we were going to put out after the first game. And then uh, I put up one again yesterday. 
So let's just hit this one real quick. Uh, the, the first one was, after watching the first F SU football game of the season, how has your perspective of the team changed? Or has your uh, perspective of the team changed? And um, out with 12%, yes, worse than I thought. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that. But I don't know what you're expecting. I know. What were you expecting? 17 points in two <laughs> weeks. Or two and oh. So uh, at 33%, yes, better than I thought. Okay, you got some, you know, some people change, getting their minds changed a little bit. And then with 55%, no, it's what I expected. So, um, Joe, what did you think? About what you expected? It would be a little better than you thought? Obviously, they weren't worse than you thought. No, definitely not. I think right there in the middle. Yeah, I think it's exactly Babers hit it up in his postgame preview that they basically they are where people expected them to be. So, right. You know, and, you know, we'll get into the game, um, but they've scored a lot of points, 117 points in two games. I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, the the yeah. second poll, that one that I put out yesterday, has got 292 votes on it. Uh, attendance was the lowest in 35 years for the Orange home opener. Why? At 9%, make a bowl game, and I'll see you in 19 Okay, and nine percent. So there are those. There are those out there. And you knew there would be. At, yeah. At twelve percent, beat FSU and I'm in. In other words, beat a, a team that's worth beating, and and maybe maybe I'll show up. At four, yeah. fourteen percent, uh, losing interest in Orange football. I'm a little I'm a little disappointed by that, but you know. Yeah. I mean, it's expected, right? I mean. I don't know. I, I, don't I think know. that it's kind of weird. I would rather. An answer B that they just don't care <laughs> other than, you know, or like the ones that say make a bowl game. But I don't really understand the they losing interest because even though we've been two, four and eight seasons, I feel like there's been a change and we are getting better. So I don't, I don't know. That's difficult for me to understand. Um, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, the With 65 percent out of 292 votes. Uh, Wagner not worth my time. Now, if it's me, I mean, I do, I do kind of, I can see both sides of this. But if it's me, I want to go watch Syracuse beat up on the team. Don't you want to watch yeah. them rack up some points and, and beat on a team? I think that's fun, right? Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I don't not to mention that. it was, it was the first home game of the season after we just won a, uh, that road game, and you know, John Wildhack, the athletic director, he had talked about the different changes that they were having up on the quad and some of the, you know, changes that, uh, that are helping the game day experience for the fans and stuff like that. So I, I definitely would have been definitely down if I was still living up there. I definitely would have been up there checking out the difference, checking out, see, seeing the atmosphere of the students and, and seeing what's changed so far. Uh, so yeah, yeah I, it's, I, I can honestly say I'm really none of these, but out of all of them, I guess I could understand beat FSU and I'm in. I don't know. But yeah. um, anyway, all right, well, that's it. Well, you know what's pathetic about that? Well, a lot of things. That, go ahead. Well, like, so I know Texas A&M, they probably have way bigger enrollment and everything like that. But at midnight, the night before their, their game against Clemson, they had a pep rally and 50,000 students <laughs> and fans Jeez, showed up. And it's just like, dude, they had double what we had in a midnight pep rally the night before. Yeah, that's crazy. so. That's when you think about when you try to put numbers like that. I mean, I know that our student body isn't that big, and that's probably mostly students that went to that. But still, it's 
Oh, it's pretty. I, I think tough to swallow. It's going to be. It's kind of going to be. I don't want to say make or break. I don't believe it's going to be make or break. But it is definitely going to be telling if Syracuse can get on a roll if they can put butts in the seats. And I always said the wins got to come before the butts in the seats. That's just how fans are. That's how. That's how their mindset is. So. Uh, the Seahawks leave the dome after getting walloped 62 to 10. Uh, Dungy mm-hmm. was 71.8% with his passes for 218 yards, one interception, but he did have five TDs to five different targets. Uh, that ties a school record with Ryan Nassib and Zach Mahoney. DeVito struggled again, hitting 20% of his passes for 23 yards. The ball got spread around, though, pretty good. Like I said, um, Nakeen Johnson led them with 65 yards and three receptions and a touchdown. Sean Riley was an absolute standout with uh, six receptions. 54 yards, a TD. Uh, that catch was on a deflected pass thrown to Jamal Custis in the end zone. <laughs> first score. It's pretty remarkable play. But I don't know which one was bigger, that or the punt he blocked. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Uh, that our, um, that Troy Williams caught for an easy score. So yep. and he was just all over the place. Special team stuff is it matters. Uh, De- yep. Devin Butler, um, Taj Harris, Sherrod Johnson, Dante Strickland, Ravion Pierce. They all caught passes. Jarvion Howard lit it up late. Nine carries, sixty-nine yards. Strickland two TDs on nine carries for thirty-five yards. All three of Wagner's quarterbacks got picked off at some point. Um, Luke Masai was yanked after the first possession. He threw an interception. T.J. Litton came for him and ended up getting hurt in the third. Uh, Graham Lindman then came in for him. They combined for 239 yards at the end of the day. Fulce led Wagner 47 yards and 21 carries. The team average at the end of the day, 41 yards, 41 carries. You do the math on that. Uh, freshman Andre Sisko, <laughs> easily dubbed the Sisko kid, impressed again with two interceptions. He has three on the year. Junior. Uh, Andrew Armstrong led the defense with 11 tackles, six solo. So, uh, you know, I know it's Wagner. It's a D1AA team in school. Uh, and, you know, it was 62 to 10. It was a complete ass whooping. But no matter how you slice it, you still, you can't, like like Dale Earnhardt always said, you can't put a brick in the, in the seat and make it, the car turn left. 
You know, you, you got to actually go out and do it and execute. And yep. um, they did. They did the whole game. So, um, yeah, it was a little frustrating in the first quarter, uh, the first couple drives, you know, but um, we ended up just, we were just too big for them. I mean, we averaged five yards a carry and just, I mean, five touchdowns through the air. We definitely had the size. You could see it. And it was nice to finally have one of those games where you could just, you know, breathe a sigh of relief and just sit back and kind of watch, you know? So, yeah, it was fun to watch. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I thought so. I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, that it's not a, you know, it was an expected win to D1 AA school, but. Well, Florida State day, played a D1 AA school, too. Yeah, but there's different I, oh, I understand caliber that, D1 AA still, school. I understand that, but they still did and they, they squeaked it out. But uh, I mean, James Madison pretty. was the president, bro. <laughs> 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 um. So, I mean, well, what do you think, you know, there's going to be a little hubbub about DeVito, I guess, you know, kind of getting his sea legs still. Um, I don't well, you got you to throw him in there. And, of course, you probably had, you know, the rumblings. Uh, I know that they asked him in the uh, postgame conference, and they asked Dungy about it too, about, you know, keeping him in through the third. And if, if he did that because of last week, and I just think that's just a dumb question. Uh, well, you can't do anything. Babers can't do anything right. Yeah, he, pulls him out. he gets of criticized course. for pulling him out too early, and he gets criticized for keeping him in too late. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so at that. the end of the day, obviously the first game was dominated by offense, uh, by the like, offensive line in the rushing game, 384 yards and five touchdowns uh, through just on the ground against Western Michigan, and they wanted, you know, they didn't like seeing just one receiver Custis catch a ball in the first game, so he figured he'd keep Dungy in there. They needed the extra practice and. They, as you could see, shuffled through different receivers. Five different receivers caught a touchdown, and that's what they wanted to work on because that's what they lacked in the first game. So that's why they kept them in that long. And it's just at the end of the day, it's just going to help for for the team. So, yeah. and we needed it. So that's just what it is. Dungeon. And everything's been pretty vanilla too, if you've noticed. I mean, we didn't have, we didn't, we haven't opened up our playbook. You can tell. You can tell. Yeah. I mean, the first game we lined up and just ran down the throats and Dungy, he scrambled for his life. And, you know, our, our receivers kind of struggled a little bit. But um, this game was the exact pretty much opposite. I mean, we definitely did do have a good ground game, but I think we only had like, what, 215 on the ground or something like that. But obviously in the air it was a little bit better. And that's kind of what we needed. So these first two games really is not what the finished product is or even what the finished product could be if we were playing possibly a, a more a difficult team prior to next week. So we're going to see some stuff next week that we haven't seen all year, and I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. So um, how about how about the freshmen on the team thus far, especially last game? You got Cisco with three interceptions. Trill Williams, uh, he saw the field on special teams and got that touchdown blocked by Sean Riley. Jarvion Howard, what did you think of him? 69 yards and 13 carries. Taj Harris also with the with his first touchdown. Yeah, that was a nice touchdown catch with Taj Harris. Uh, he hopefully he can get in the mix and stay in that rotation. He looked not that. I mean, you could see the talent. He looks a little undersized, obviously as a true freshman. But uh, just excited to see a kid with that frame and that kind of skill set. And just if he fills out, puts 20, 30 pounds on, he could be pretty dangerous. And uh, Jarvion Howard is just. I mean, he is. I don't even. He's not built like a true freshman whatsoever, and 
when he got in there, he really had no problem running through there. I don't know if it was uh, Wagner's second team. I don't know if it really would have mattered, but he caught him either when they were tired or the second team. But either way, he looked very impressive. So, um, and obvious Cisco, Trill Williams on defense. Juan Wallace has been a pretty big uh, contributor on special teams. So, those guys are probably going to be, you're going to see them in the mix pretty much probably all year. Uh, Ed Hendricks is another true freshman receiver that might end up seeing playing time if he, if this knee injury, uh, if he get, comes back from a knee injury here uh, shortly. But yeah, I, I like it. I like it, Sean. And I like, there's a lot of true freshmen playing too. And, and yeah, I like and the excitement. Yeah, I mean. Well, true freshmen and retro freshmen, I meant, is, you know, kids that sat out last year. Right. Right. Um, you know what we're going to get to the exciting thing is is that they're getting in the mix this early and we get to see these kids you know for a few more years so and yeah. uh smith smith our kicker uh 14 for 14 on extra points and four for four on field goal goal attempts with a 50 yarder too so yeah he's been pretty impressive yeah so. that's you know i mean all those little things that we didn't have last year you know is is kind of a big deal so uh w- Real quick, what did you think of the uh, the crowd? Were you surprised by that? Were you were you just disappointed like me? I wasn't that surprised to be honest with you. Oh, you can be both. I was. You were surprised, surprised and disappointed. No, no, no. I mean, you can be not surprised and disappointed. Oh, right. That's know? how I was. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. exactly. That's that's where I was too. Yeah. You just want to see. You want to see something better, and you know, because even they say they they used to say uh, a lot of the fans. Oh, well, that's. It's so early, twelve o'clock on a Saturday, and this is and it's like, okay, well they moved it to three thirty. You know what I mean? Like right. they've tried to do changes as far as in the quad, and I mean John Wildhack. I don't know if you got to watch it, but uh, he got to do an interview. I think it was, I believe it was Matt Park, and they talked about all the different changes and stuff. And he was saying that this was this was directly from like fan feedback as far as what they wanted to see different and what they don't like about this and what they, what they, they would like to see as far as a better game game day experience and the time of the games, you know, why are the games always at 12? Like these it, are all things. A, a that, lot of that's a network thing too. Not, that's not always, that's not necessarily up to the school either. It's no, not all the time, but it just seemed like in the past, I mean, there's certain things that you could probably try to, you know, John Wildhack used to work for ESPN. There's probably oh, okay. some things that, you know, so yeah. I mean, that was the whole Stephen A. Smith. I used, to, I thought it was Babers, and we didn't really bring it up. But when I listened to Babers' um, post or pregame speech today for Florida State, he mentioned that John Wildhack and Stephen A. Smith are pretty good uh, friends. So that's how you know he got him up there talking to the the football team, and um, he's got a little bit of pull in some places and knows some people. So if that was one of the gripes, then I don't see any reason why. John Wildhack, he wouldn't go go out of his way, you know. Uh, right. I saw today that the the UConn game, the home game, that's a four o'clock uh, kickoff. So, as oh, far well, as I it's understand, too late. That's dinner time. No, God, yeah. <laughs> get home and what let the I dogs do? out. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's just frustrating because he goes on and he they're making changes they're, and they're all trying this stuff. to they're trying to accommodate you. They're trying to accommodate right. the fans. Yeah, and. You know, Dungy is senior year. He well, when he's playing, he's nothing but exciting. There's no reason why, he, while he's healthy, to not want to be sure. You know, come out and see these guys. So I, it's just yeah. it's it's sad. And hopefully um, next week will change. That'll be the you know because at the end of the day, it is Wagner. It is D1 AA team, 
And um, some people just don't have the money to go pay for that. Yeah, um, and you mentioned Stephen A. Smith. He did come and speak. We we tweeted out that this is this is old news, but something Dungey took away from uh, Stephen A.'s visit. Uh, you told us Tuesday about annihilating teams, and I think you tell me about that mentality and, and how you guys, you know, what's being said in the huddle, and how you put a team away like this today, and how satisfying it is to see the team play like that. You know, um, yeah, you just got to annihilate them. I mean, it's just kind of a mindset you got to have. I mean, personally. I mean, I don't feel like we played, you know, the best football out there. You know, I feel like we should have won by more. But um, I'm, honestly, I don't really like to look at the score very much. But um, just from my standpoint, I feel like we could have done a lot better. We could have scored um, more and more and, you know, gotten, you know, better possessions um, throughout the whole thing. But, um, you know, that's good. it's going to be good film to watch. Um, it's going to be good film to watch and learn from. And he was talking about um, also about how when um – Stephen A. was there about how you just got going and do- dominate. Just have the mindset to just dominate. And um, that's what they did. And that's, that's really kind of a natural kind of a natural feel for Dungey, I think. I think that's, his, that's a natural mindset for him. So, yeah, uh, it's a team sport, though. Everyone's got to have that mindset. Yeah, right, Especially exactly. when you're playing against you know, bigger schools and teams that are bigger, faster, stronger than you. So. Right. Um, anything to wrap up the game real quick? Nope. No. I am good. It's right. just Wag just Wagner, remember? It's just Wagner. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. Alright, so it's time for fan feedback. If you would go to at Q's Militia on Twitter. Uh, at SYR Ball on Twitter and at Cuse Militia Podcast on Facebook. I always uh, propose the question, and uh, if you comment on there, you can get in the segment. So, Tim on Facebook says, Still need to find a backup QB. Done hearing about God Boy. This, Tim, he seems like a nice guy. He's on the Facebook page. I've seen him here and there. But he's he's referred to uh, DeVito a couple times as God Boy, I guess from being, being talked up a little bit. Um, you know, it ain't as easy as 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 it looks in on the practice field and you know on scrimmages and stuff. I I think it's it's natural for a young guy like that to struggle. It's gonna happen. Yeah. So um, you know, Chad responded said you obviously only look at stat stat line. Ball flies out of the kid's hand. This isn't gonna look like Aaron Rodgers after a couple drives with second stringers. So he brings up the point that you know he's getting put it's in there with point. right. He's getting put in there with with second team offense and and you know it's going to take some time to uh, to uh, get used to it. Um, yeah. Paul on Facebook, great spirit, great fans. The whole experience was wonderful. Fans need to support our team regardless of who we play. <clears throat> lots of fun. Thank thi- you. <laughs> lots of fun things on the quad pregame to enhance the game festivities. Go orange. That's that. I like Paul. Paul, that's great. Um, Steven, Steven leaves a bit of a comment, but, um, a great complete game. Agree. We need, we, uh, need to do something with DeVito or set up a new backup QB. If something happens to dungeon, we might be wishing we had Zach Mahoney back. Ugh. I, I don't I know. I'd be, I'd be willing that. to, I'd be willing to experiment. There's about three quarterbacks <laughs> on our roster after dungeon that I'd rather have than Mahoney. So, yeah. Um, I would rather have the Knowles coming in a bit overconfident than hungry to prove something. 
for sure they will be reminded about what happened to Clemson last year. He goes on. So, uh, you know, Terry, great win, but why up 62-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter instead of punting? We go for it on fourth down. I don't really remember the play he's referring to, but at that either. point, I don't think I was really paying attention. But uh, <laughs> don't either, uh, because I think they had who? Who'd they have in there, quarterback Joe? Uh, after Devito, they had Clayton Welch. Yeah, there you go. Um, probably just maybe. Well, he just handed the ball off. So yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Jerry. I don't know what to tell you, man. That might be overthinking it though. Uh, I don't really think it mattered at that point. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. Um, uh, Mike says, uh, I went to high school with Mike, actually. Fairweather fans, crowd was horrible. I feel bad for the kids coming out of the tunnel and seeing all those empty seats. Uh, in a home opener, I, I, can, I can agree with a little bit of that in a home opener. You know, I mean, you want a bigger crowd, you know, to, uh, to be there. Your first game of the season, long anticipated. You know, you got a star quarterback. I don't know. He's got a point. Yeah, well, that's to me this. I mean, that whole thing it just pisses me off, honestly. And I, at this point, like, I think that the team's over that shit. I mean, the last two years, it's been the same damn thing, man. It's been the same thing. They get the crap uh, crowds, and they're used to it. At this point, I'd like to think that they they're there, they're out there playing for their their team, the brothers next to them. It's if anyone's listening, and I don't know if they are, and I don't, but don't. Who cares? Who cares who shows up? Just go out there and ball. Do your damn thing. Like, because our fans, you had to go damn six and zero for them to get them in the damn the seats. It's pathetic. Yeah, There's some diehards out there, and I know a lot of diehards. Yeah. And if you're listening, you know who I'm talking about. But other I, than I that, think, everybody else, I mean, I think most of the people that would listen to a Syracuse sports podcast are probably pretty diehard. Probably, you know but I mean? the community's got to be able to come together and, yeah. and and support this team because we don't have state school enrollment numbers that Texas A&M and some of these other schools have. And it's going to be done by the community. It's not going to be done by the students. So, uh, At Mikey021, the University of Phoenix online wasn't able to play us? Question mark. Wagner, okay. Now they should be ready for Clemson. Thumbs down. I mean, okay. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I, a comment like that, I've just got to say, I don't care who they play to get to six wins. I don't give a crap. At this point, I don't care. That might be yeah. a bad attitude. I don't care, though. It doesn't I, matter. It doesn't matter to me. You know? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, because it's funny because they want to make fun of the teams that when we play them and we win, but then when we play tough teams and we don't win a bowl game, oh, it's, a, it's about the wins and losses at the end of the year. They don't look at who you lose to. Yeah. That's all that matters. Right. you got to get to six points for a bowl game. So there's guess no what? RPI we have a couple of easy games. Game. Have a couple easy games. So many teams do. Everybody, everybody, everybody has because there's no there's no preseason in college football. They they all schedule an easy game in the beginning of the year. Look well, at, no, but the last two years you talk about having like top twenty uh, strength of schedule, and we're going four and eight, and people are whining about it. Well, then we ease up our schedule, and people are whining about it. Like, go home. Yeah, we're two and zero. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, da, 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 let's see. At JD's dad, three basketball team could have beat them. Eh, I doubt that. <laughs> I <laughs> oh, doubt yeah, that. Yeah. But that's fine. Whatever. Um, all right. I don't. I don't want to see Chuku or Sadibi anywhere in a, near a football <laughs> oh, field. Yeah, so no kidding. 
No kidding. Uh, <laughs> Juku can barely pull down a rebound sometimes. Can you imagine? Oh, God. <laughs> and with those <laughs> head-to-head calls, people just going to be taking out their knees. Oh, gosh. All right, Joe, it's time for your my bookie pick, bro. You're 2-0. Uh, yes, last, sir. Last week you took Virginia Tech uh, with the points, 7.5 at FSU. And, uh, and they that, whooped their butt. They, they whooped them. The only reason we didn't choose an SU game is because of them playing Wagner. So right. you're 2-0 and on your MyBookie pick. Remember, if you join MyBookie right now, they'll match you dollar for dollar on your deposit. If you use promo code QS to activate the offer, MyBookie online, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. Get there and don't forget to use promo code QS when creating your account. And you can claim up to $1,000 in free play, free money, house money. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Joe. So. FSU comes to the Dome Saturday, September 15th at noon. Yes, and there's going to be tons of fans there. They're going to be all Hopefully. over the place. There's, there's not going to be anywhere to sit. Uh, Delvin Hodges from Samford, that, uh, FSU's last opponent, he threw four interceptions against FSU, but he completed 65% of his passes, and he had 475 yards. Another D1 AA team, like we mentioned. Final score was 26-36. to 36. FSU came out with a win, but they did lead going into the fourth quarter. Uh, FSU stands at 1-1. One one. Uh, Joe, Syracuse has scored 117 points in two games. Can they keep that up against FSU? Can they keep it up enough to pull this win out? And on the my bookie line right now, now this is going to change a little bit, but right now Syracuse is getting three and a half points. Yes, they are. Uh, it opened up at two and a half, but obviously people have been betting Florida State, so it's jumped up to three and a half. And honestly, Sean, you watched Florida State. You just threw some numbers out there. If a D1 AA team with with a quarterback like that can do that, I'm not going to say Dungy's going to come out and, and kill it. And Florida State, I'm sure, is going to be motivated but so are we, and we've talked about us being kind of vanilla. We don't have a lot of stuff in the playbook, and with them having a new coach, I can tell uh, Willie Taggart, he came from South Florida. He had a great quarterback, Quentin Flowers, uh, run-pass option. He was he broke so many quarterback records there. It was ridiculous. And he's coming to a team that does have athletes, but their offense wasn't built that way. Uh, their starter, DeAndre Francois, tore his ACL last year. He's coming back from an ACL injury. And he, um, you can see the hesitance, and they're trying to bring in something that it, it's it's very tough to kind of bring in, and, and kind of similar to the first year Babers came in. He's trying to you know bring the tempo up. He's trying to do the the, the run pass option read stuff, and um, you can just see that um, Florida State's having a tough time kind of adapting to that, and they've definitely had some injuries and some. Uh, bad breaks on the offensive line as well. So that's really where the struggles have come from and coming to the dome and seeing us being motivated and being able to see some stuff that Florida state won't see on film or have had, won't be able to see on film. Um, we went to Florida state last year. We lost 27, 24 and Dungey had a broken foot. Yeah. Um, and we're getting three and a half points at home. So I just I don't really see a reason why I I would not take Syracuse plus three and a half and a lot of if it was two and a half like it, when it opened uh-huh. then it would have been a little bit more difficult but sitting back and looking at some of the stats and just seeing the situation I I don't see there's there's no reason not to take Syracuse plus three and a half Where, where's your where's your matchup gonna be where's Syracuse's biggest struggle gonna be 
their biggest struggle their is biggest going struggle. to be their biggest struggle is always going to be especially against Florida State teams like this who have uh, better recruiting classes and stuff like that. It's going to be the speed. It's going to be the athleticism. Just like the guys in Western Michigan right. that ran past them, there are going to be some big plays. Uh, they have a couple great running backs and Patrick and uh, Cam about, Akers. Worried about and, the DBs getting burned and, and. No, I'm worried about some DBs getting burned. I'm worried about Akers being able to break off a run. Um, although their offensive line isn't run, great and our defensive line is a strength, I do see them I'm making some plays. Hasn't been bad though. What's that? Our run defense hasn't been bad. I know the competition. No, no, bad. not at all. No, I'm saying I understand. I think our defensive line is actually one of our strengths. Is what I'm saying. Okay. I just, I just, and, and they have a, a bad offensive line, or not a bad, but you know, below their expectations. And they're installing a new offense, and it's the third game of the season. Uh, so uh, there's just a lot of positive when it comes to that. And Dungey's a warrior, and I'm sure that they're all upset. I mean, Dungey's probably motivated because that was the the team where he got hurt and ended his season, and he was went all out and tried to get that W. So I really, really just hope that the fans show up and that I know our team's going to show up. I know they're going to play a tough game. Uh, a lot of times in the past there's been um, games like this where nobody's really confident in – there's always a higher chance for a blowout than a good game, but I do not see that like that anymore. After last year, I don't see it like that. Dungy's there, and our team's hungry, and it's a home game, and it's going to be a game. It's going to be a game. It's not the Syracuse of three years ago, four years ago. It's not. Yeah, it's it's home too. Right? That's going to make a difference, obviously, compared to last year. Being yeah, we just we need the fans. Need yeah. the fans. Yeah, they got to be loud on third down, too, by the way. That was really, really sad. Relax. <laughs> it's, just, it's just Wagner. It's just Wagner. Um, all right. Well, look, it's time to give away koozies. And I sent koozies? Them out. I've been sending them out, boy. I've been sending them out. If you haven't collected, uh, there's one. I, I Forgive me. Dang it. And if, I, if they don't get to me, if they don't email me by next episode, I will go back and and figure out who it was, but there's someone that didn't collect. So, um, nope, they lost your chance. Too late. <laughs> if you're listening right now, I'll give you I'll give you another week. Um, all <laughs> right. So from I look, I don't know if they if this review came in because um, they want me to say their handle on the air, but uh, here it is. Uh, Pimp Daddy Mac says these guys are funny <laughs> and knowledgeable. This is much better than other Q's pods. So, Pimp Pimp Daddy Mac. Okay, you got some koozies coming to you if you email us at qsmilitia at gmail.com. And, Pimp uh, Mike, what, what? Uh, and don't forget, give us a five-star review and a written review, a five-star rating and a written re- review. And if I read your, if I read your a review on the show, you, you email us, qsmilitia at gmail.com. Give me your address, and I'll send those out. I think I know that guy. Pimp, pimp, is it you? <laughs> is it you, Pimp Daddy Mac? No, no. Are you Pimp Daddy me. Mac? No, absolutely not. Are you sure? Nope. You're I'm not positive. sure. You are probably Stop. okay. No, are you trying to confuse me? Because it worked. All right. <laughs> oh boy. All right. That's it. Thanks everybody who participated in fan feedback. Remember to look out for that. Thanks to everybody uh, for your reviews. If I have not read your review on the show, don't. I mean, I, I'm, there may be some point that I go back to it. So please uh, bear bear with me on that, and I appreciate it. So 
Uh, thanks to James on guitar. That's it. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Beat FSU. This has been the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. Be heard. Contact us on Facebook at Q's Militia Podcast and tweet at us using hashtag Q's Militia.